Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to 32 Fans in 32 Days. I'm Alex Jesser. With me, as always, is Wheels Wienerker. And we have a four-way today. We're talking mm. Jets. And so we have not one, not two, but three Jets fans, Harold Rosengarten and Jared Jerome. So Harold, Jared, Jared, welcome back to the podcast. Harold, we'll start with you because you're usually the more optimistic of our Jets fans. Uh, give me an over, uh, give me an over or an under. The Jets over under seven. Where are we going? I think it's, to be honest, I think it's right around there. Uh, their schedule is super difficult. I mean, it's weird because who knows what's going to happen. In terms of who's getting a phone call, I'm getting a phone call. Uh, who knows what's going to happen in terms of who has, a, who has a phone that rings? Oh my god, what year is that? I, I, I have a house phone. Look at me. Wow, uh, I'm an adult. It was the uh, Johnsons offering him a job based on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, the Johnsons, the Jets, Johnsons. But okay, yeah. so you're you think that they're going to win about seven games? Uh, in our power rankings from 32 to one, the cumulative ranking for the Jets is 28. But Keith Wheels Wienerker has him at 32, dead last. Worst team in the NFL, worse than Washington, worse than Carolina. So we know where Akiva stands. Uh, Jared, where do you stand between Harold and Akiva somewhere? You know, it's interesting. Like with the Jets, first of all, compared to most Jets fans and also compared to how I am with most of my other teams, I'm usually more bullish on them. I don't know. I kind of talk myself into this position group will be better than I expect. Uh, you know, this guy's going to have a breakout year. How has that worked but out this year, I'm really having my – yeah, well, it doesn't work out well, and maybe I'm learning from it because I'm really negative on him this year. I mean, the offensive – we'll get through it, I'm sure, but the offensive, uh, you know, whatever. We'll get through it. But, yeah, I'm negative. I'm, I'm way below seven. Not way below, but definitely below seven. That's their over-under. And Akiva, why is this literally the worst team in football? I don't know. I just think that there's there are very few good players on it. There are two best players. One, they just traded, which I support the trade, but it certainly doesn't help the 2020 version of this team. And then their new best player, C.J. Mosley, who has an obscene contract for an inside linebacker and played essentially three quarters last season. Not three quarters of last season, but three quarters of one game of last season. Um, where, in fact, he was the best player on the field, but then he basically didn't play. Uh, he opted out, uh, which unfairly n now makes his contract toll like into his 80s. <laughs> uh, like it's not like the Jets save any money; they just have yeah, to pay an older push, linebacker. Just the money back to when he's less useful. Um, so then, like, who are the best players on this team, Alex? Like Sam Darnold, like is the twenty eighth best quarterback in the league last year, or twenty seventh? And like, he's the best. He's the best. You've been high like, on him. I mean, I like him, but I'm just saying, like, statistically, last year he was a bottom ten quarterback. I mean, I, I, I can't even I, answer that question: who the best player on this team is? 
Me neither. I was thinking about that today. I think it, had they kept, and I also think, and Alex, you must love for the Jets the Adams trade because you were the one saying you know, safety is not worth anything. Yeah. Oh, Great so return. That, but, and but if you're not whatever. winning the Super Bowl this year, what do you need it for? Right. So having said that, had they kept Adams and Mosley, who actually in his only game of the year that Akiva was uh, referring to, won like defensive player of the uh, week in week one, um, and the Jets were dominating the Bills in Buffalo, and then he sat out the second half and they got blown away, never to be seen from again. Um, I think if they had those two guys, along with the MVP of the team last year, who was Greg Williams, the defensive coordinator, I think it would, the defense would probably be a top 12 defense, in my opinion. I don't know what it was by the numbers last year, but he made magic happen with a bunch of no names. And I think the, the defense would have been really good. But as Keith just said, they lost their two best defensive players. They're clear two best defensive players. They have no stars on offense, probably no stars on defense. If you go by just looking at talent which you know i guess is the only fair way to do it unless you want to go by coach who's even worse than that adam gase uh i don't know where you get uh, harold i don't know where you're coming to seven plus wins so convince us so my argument begins and ends with the hope that the offensive line is going to be good uh part of it is mckay begton who i'm hoping is going to be very good he's a huge person i saw a crazy picture yesterday of him and Jamison Crowder, and it was insane. It was like the, the uh, Derrick Henry uh, photograph from a couple of years back. Uh, yeah, I hope... the, the Aaron Judge um, Altuve picture at second base that they always show. Yeah, very similar. Uh, but I'm hoping, listen, the offensive line last year was atrocious, uh, which hurt, obviously, Darnold, and it hurt Le'Veon Bell. Uh, my hope is if they could get to an average offensive line, and they did invest a lot in that offensive line between Becton uh, and Connor McGovern, who are the two big names, I think, uh, and maybe even Fant going over the right side. Uh, hopefully, Bell can be a little uh, more than a little better than last year. Uh, definitely be a safety net for Darnold. Uh, I wish they had some better receivers. I wish Denzel Mims was on the field a little bit uh, so far in training camp, which he hasn't been. Uh, but I do think between the offensive line and then flipping it over to the other side, the defensive line also – uh, I think is going to be a bright spot between Henry Anderson and McClendon and maybe Quinnen Williams. I'm sure Jared hates Quinnen Williams, uh, but I also think he's going to have a good season. And then even, you know, they lost Mosley, but they have Avery Williamson coming back, who was good for them two years ago. And he's not obviously what Mosley was, but he can pick up a, a little bit of a slack. And you have Greg Williams, like you said, he did work magic last year defensively. So I'm hoping he can do the same this year. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the defense will be solid because, like you said, Mos- I mean, they lost Mosley all, all year last year anyway and still had a great run defense. Somehow through all these lean years, they've managed to have a good run defense every single year. I don't know. It doesn't do much, but that's the one strength they've had. I think that will still be strong. I think the uh, secondary, well, you lose Adams, but I mean, the cornerback group is probably going to be improved, although maybe marginally. But well, by, by the way, I should add that I think May is clearly the best player on the team now, Marcus. Yeah, Wayne, well, you're hearing a lot. But that, that's what, you know, the beat writers have said he's the best player in, in, in camp. So I, I think he's probably our answer. Since you want to say Le'Veon Bell, fine. But by the way, the beat writers are saying that Frank Gore has been outplaying Le'Veon Bell in camp. Bell sat out today and complained on Twitter, which is not a good sign. There's a 50% chance by the time this podcast released, he's not even on the team anymore. <laughs> uh, and and Piran, Michael Piran, their, their rookies actually look pretty good, so. Bell's basically been their third best back in, in camp. Keith, since you just mentioned that Marcus May hasn't made a Pro Bowl, I think it's a good time to fit this into the listeners who probably don't know this stat, although you guys do, about the Jets' ridiculous 
uh, thing about this, their second round picks, right? Yes. So mm-hmm. I, I did this research like three years ago. The last time the Jets drafted a player in the second round to make a Pro Bowl either for the Jets or for any other team in his entire career was 1979. It was Mark Gastineau. Uh, so, okay, that sounds insane. It's been 40 years since they've drafted a guy in the second round to make a Pro Bowl. But what, what about the other teams? Maybe that's not as crazy as you think. Mm-hmm. No other team has had a stretch, go, a streak going back past 1998. Okay. So they are 20 extra years of second round picks beyond any other team in the league of not having a guy make the Pro Bowl draft in the second round. And the average number of Pro Bowl players selected by a team going back to 1980. So since the Jets have had, drafted a guy to make a Pro Bowl in the second round is about 10. Wow. So, they have also only had two guys make your five on the team from the second round. And one of them was uh, Kellen Clemens, who was never good. But just this guy coming in with stats and facts. Very impressive. The one thing mm-hmm. I'll say about that stat, Jared, though, is David Harris, second rounder. Yeah, he was. Could he have was been a Pro Bowl in could, some years. Could have been a Pro. That's true. So, he, so you have a borderline Pro Bowl. The point is, it's better. I mean, it's real to say he hasn't made a Pro Bowl. He's a good player. I didn't say they didn't drift any good players in the second round. Solid players, but. I guess it was the, Mike New- the curse of, the, of Mike Nugent drafting a kicker in the second round, even though that was already like 33 years into the streak, but nonetheless. But yeah, Al- Alex, this, Alex, so this- Alex Van Dyke, I would say. Yeah. He fumbled in the AFC Championship game. Um, the, uh, so Quinn Williams, Alex, last year, defensive lineman, the Jets picked third overall, and he had a miserable year. He was maybe our sixth best defensive lineman. I mean, literally, every, like the street, the, we had a, guy, a UDFA outplay him. Uh, in Kyle Phillips, like every everyone outplayed him. I think Bronson Kofasi, who they converted to tight end, was better than than Quinn and Williams last year. Like he was useless. And they and now, kept they kept using the excuse that he's he's garnering double teams and freeing things. Yeah. Like you've heard for the last yeah, it's a mystery nine, injury top, afterwards. Like, but, like the yeah. first no, the last nine top. Five so are, are you saying that Beckton is cursed? Is that the point of this rant? No, the point is that they they had the third overall pick last year and may not have even gotten a uh, an NFL starter out of it. I don't, but I don't think so. As you've heard probably too, that he's been, there's been good, he's just, he's changed. Again, you always hear crap like this, but he's changed his body, blah, blah, blah. He's, he's doing well in, in preseason, uh, not preseason, but in training camp. So I think there's a chance he could still be a good player. I'll have to see it, you know, like Leonard Williams and Sheldon Richardson and Muhammad Wilkerson and Copels before him, all top, all top 10 first round picks who were busts essentially in terms of, at least in terms of where they were drafted. So yeah. So it's Harold's point about me not liking him. I want to like him. He's just got to put up numbers. Look, there are interior defensive players that put up numbers. We all know that always the Jets guys, the, the, the people who make excuses for them say, Oh, they're, they're taking the double teams they're taking pressure away from other guys. Well, well, who exactly are they making have a lot of sacks? Jordan Jenkins. So nobody has a double digit sacks probably since John Abraham on the team anyway. So, mm-hmm. and that was 20 years ago. So if you do, if he's freeing up other guys, it's not doing much. So he has to have a huge year this year. There's no question about it. And I think that's one positive. And to, to Harold's point, the key to the whole team is offensive line. The last GM, Mike McCagnan, didn't pay a second of attention to the offensive line. They did their rookie quarterback, who I think should be the main focus of this podcast. Well, the rookie at the time and now in his third yeah, year. Yeah, Alex, uh, give us some Darnold stats when, <laughs> when Jared's done talking, please. Um, that... It's all about you draft a young guy. They draft him third overall. They actually traded up to get to, to traded up second round picks, ironically, to get him third overall. And you have to support that guy first with an offensive line and secondarily with weapons, as we all know. And they literally have not done that whatsoever. The offensive line has been putrid in his two years. I believe it was 31st ranked last year ahead of the Miami Dolphins only. I'm not sure about that, but I know it was one of the worst. And 
Harold's right. They made move. Now Joe Douglas is the new GM. He's a he was a uh, uh, offensive lineman in his I think in his college career. What, but be that as it may, he's he has been looking to bolster the offensive line. They spent uh, the first pick, eleventh overall, Mackay Becton, six seven, three hundred seventy pound left tackle. They added a decent center in Connor McGovern, as mentioned. So they're he drafted another guy in the fourth round, uh, who may or may not start. So they're paying attention to it, but they're rebuilding now. The unfortunate thing is they haven't made the playoffs in nine years in their first, in their beginning stages of a rebuild. So I have f- confidence for the future, but you know, I don't think the offensive line is going to be good this year. They lost their best offensive lineman, uh, Beecham from last year. I hope that Becton is better than him long-term, but is he going to be better than him as a rookie? He's a raw. The, the, the thing on him between the four big tackles in the draft uh, in 2020 was that Becton kind of had the highest upside, arguably, with his incredible size and athleticism, but also maybe uh, the lowest floor with his, you know, just have, you know, with his uh, lack of experience or whatnot, or just being big and being able to control his body. So I don't know that he's going to be great as a rookie. So, I just think Sam Donald's going to have another bad year and, or at least another year similar to, or maybe a little bit better than previous years. And, and I don't think it's his fault. I have a lot to, I'm very, very positive on him. I'll let you guys talk about him. I know it's fair to rank him 25th or 28th or whatever, based on the numbers, but I've been talking too long. Let somebody else go, but I have. Alex, give us Darnold stats, please. If you have any. I mean, so his, in his rookie year, I had him as the uh, 31st out of 32 starters. His uh, CQBR plus was 85. So about 15% below the league average quarterback that year. Last year, I have him as 26th best quarterback, uh, and he had a winning record. Let's not forget that. Seven and six as a starter last year, and his CQR plus was 90. So he was only 10% worse than the average quarterback. So at that rate, uh, by 2021, he will be an average NFL quarterback by year four. And again, with garbage. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a big proponent. I think most people are of like, you can't judge quarterbacks in a vacuum. You can't judge them by their stats. You have to look what's around them. Dak Prescott has, you know, an incredible offensive line, all these weapons. How do you compare? He just sits in the pocket all day. Guys are running free. I mean, obviously, Darnold would hit those guys too. You know, almost anybody would, you know. So how do you compare these guys? I mean, like, uh, what's his name? Jimmy G. I wasn't impressed with Jimmy G at all last year. I mean, he's, he's fairly accurate and he doesn't make a lot of mistakes and whatever, but you put any NFL quarterback, certainly, you know, a top five pick kind of guy in a situation like that, he's going to put up big numbers and you put any guy who's under, who's running out of the pocket and doesn't have any uh, uh, receivers getting separation, unless they're a unique um, unbelievable talent like a Pat Mahomes, they're not going to have good stats, certainly not as a 20 and 21 year old. So, uh, you know, I, I would, I would, I think an interesting game to play is like, who would you take over like Sam Darnold? You know, us as Jets fans, and obviously uh, Alex would have the most, I guess, uh, unbiased view, but also if you don't watch it, you don't see it. So it's more of a like a, uh, you know, just watching the skills and kind of uh, assessing him that the way. The guys they, who watch the tape like Darnold way better than, than stats people. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, you know, you see some plays he makes and he's, he's like a tease. You know, there are some plays he makes that you don't think any other quarterback in the NFL can make. And the other time, the next snap, he'll make a he'll throw a stupid interception. He's, he's very frustrating that way. Part of it is obviously his weapons. Part of it is him trying to mature. And he needs, you know, consistent weapons is also part of it. You know, his – Wide receivers have been changing every year. He now has Bershot Perryman. Who knows what it will be like. You know, one of his favorite weapons his rookie year was Herndon. He was out all of last year. He seems to like throwing the ball to him. So maybe when he's back this year, hopefully, uh, he'll have a good rapport with him. Uh, But there's a lack of consistency with him. He's also 
in terms of his offense itself. You know, his first year, uh, Todd Bowles was the coach. Then he got Adam Gase. It was a different offensive system from year one to year two. Now it's a second year in the same offensive system. I'm hoping and I'm thinking that will help him going forward as well. Yeah, I mean, but the problem is it's Adam Gase's system. That's the problem. So that means you have an incredible first drive that was script pre-scripted. And then once the defense adjusts and see what you're doing, you don't get a first down for the rest of the game. So that's basically been the pattern. But, you know, but no, but I agree. No, it's good that he has some. But, but how can they not re-sign Robbie Anderson? He barely got any money, right? So they got Brashard Perryman for, what, I think, $6 million, and Robbie Anderson got like $8 million. Yeah, They could have paid both, realistically. Yeah. Uh, Perryman had, was excellent the last few weeks of the year, one of the, one of the best receivers in, in the league at, at, towards the end of the season. But he's also never had more than 35 catches in a season. He's a pure deep threat. Uh, Jameson Cratter is a possession receiver. He was fine. And then Denzel Mims, who really we needed to start. You know, I, we play – uh, tons of, of three receiver sets. So, you know, your third receiver is a starter. Denzel Mims was supposed to start. He has not stepped on the field yet, which means at this point, he's almost certainly not going to start. And there's no depth after that. You're talking about Chris Hogan, who's, you know, been on hard knocks seven times, but he's halfway out of the league. Uh, and, and then guys, you've literally, you know, Braxton Berrios from the, pa- the Patriots, like guys you've literally never heard of. I'll, but tell you I'm exce- I'll tell you who I'm excited about, and you're going to think I'm crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. But I've been reading good things that I actually followed him in college a little bit. Lawrence Cager. Yeah, but I, was they, I was excited when they picked him up as an undrafted free agent. He looked good in Georgia. Uh, and I really think from what I've been reading in the, in the beat reporters that he's looked good in camp. He, he did have a little bit of an injury the last day or two, but I have a good feeling about him. I don't know why. I just feel like Lawrence Cager is going to be a name that, you know, maybe in the, in the, in the uh, milieu of, you know, Jericho Cotri, some guy who comes out of nowhere. I mean, he, Jericho Cotri yeah, is big a, and slow, I think. Yeah, he's a 6'5". Basically, he's a tight end. He's 6'5". He's, the, the beat writers have been high on him because he's getting, make, making a lot of jump ball plays in the, you know, in the end zone and making catches. But he's painfully slow, supposedly. He can't get out of his breaks. I don't know. I haven't seen him. I don't know him at Georgia much. But um, maybe Listen, I'm all about 6'5". rookies from Georgia, though. So, Anthony Edwards, baby. Uh, um, if I put the over-under of career NFL receptions, NFL only, not NFL Europe, not CFL. <laughs> for Lawrence Cager? Yeah, at 25. Is anybody Why, you should, no, you have to make it a half. Like, if he doesn't make the team this Fine. year. 24 and a half. Is anyone? No, oh, you have to oh, make it oh, literally, literally 0.5. <laughs> Will you take the under on 0.5? With the way the jet, with the way the jets uh, receiving core looks right now, definitely you might start by week three. So. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yes. The, other, the, the fact, the that, fact that we're talking about an undrafted free agent rookie. No, this as, is a pathetic roster. Hold on a second. I do think Chris. Hearn, yeah. Here's my question. Will Sam Darnold be the starting quarterback of the next jets playoff game? Ooh. Ooh, good question. That is a good question. Thank you. I think so. I think so. I think so. Akiva? I think, I think, because I think, I think next, I think they're, um, Douglas is working on the line. I think next year they're going to bolster the uh, position, the, uh, the skills position, and he's going to be a good player. I think once he gets a good team, he's going to be a good player. So you and, think they're making the playoffs yeah, in 2021? And I don't think they're rating. I don't think. I can't say that now, but I think it's a possibility. It's okay. a distinct possibility. I don't think it's outrageous Akiva, do you all. think Darnold will be their starting quarterback the next time they're in the playoffs? I'll say yes. Just oh, First of all, it's a little easier to make the playoffs now with the seventh spot. I'm going to say mm-hmm. yes. And Harold, obviously, you say yes. Yeah, I'm going to say. I'm, it, I'm actually not as obviously a yes on this one oh. uh, as you would think I would be, but I, I do think it's closer to yes. But I mean, the last – Listen, if they have a bad season this year and they're dropping drop, – you know, five – you know, between Trevor Lawrence and, uh, and Fields out of Ohio State, and uh, we're, we're really looking ahead. But, you know, may, do they think about drafting a quarterback? I, I don't know. Maybe if they're in the first, top two picks, maybe. I don't know. 
I guess it depends. Yeah, I mean, if they, you know, if they have a three and thirteen season, probably Darnold wasn't so great. And then you look into. But I think outside of that, again, we'll see. I, I really hope not because I'm really high on Darnold, and I think he's going to be a good player when he's given the opportunity. You know, he's always going to be the kind of guy that frustrates you. He's kind of like in the Favre mold of like a gunslinger. He take, makes risky throws. So he's. I don't think he's ever going to be like a super low interception guy. But I think he's going to be very productive. He's able to make all the throws and make great plays on broken plays and things like that. And he's much better than his stats have said. And like I said, I mean, like, you know, who knows? Maybe David Carr would have been a star if he didn't get sacked 70 times in the first two years. You know what I mean? So, again, that's, uh, that's on him. So if it never happens, you don't get credit for it. But from just looking at him and watching him all the way back to college, I've always been really high on him. So... I think I hope I really hope it works. I'm not just because I'm a Jets fan because I think he's legit. And if it doesn't work out, it's because they screw up in other areas, in my opinion, as opposed to him. Boy, Denzel Mims, um, I'm also very high on. I, after the draft, I like looked at like about 15 different publications who like rank. You know, they rank each position in the draft. You know, like and obviously we had that deep receiving draft. We've been talking. You guys have been talking about it throughout this uh, series. Going every, every team seems to have one of the guys drafted in the first two rounds. Whether mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson on the, the Vikings, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, so I think he was dra- uh, Mims was drafted the 13th or the 15th overall receiver in the draft, 59 overall. Uh, great trade down by the Jets to still get him and, and pick up a couple extra picks from the, uh, from the pa- Patriots. But in the average of pre-draft rankings of receivers, he was like six point something. So for, what, for whatever that means, I think he really, I mean, a lot of people had him in the back end of the first, ha- uh, the first round and he ended up going at the back of the second round. So I, I love his, his size and strength and all and whatever. So I'm, I'm, I'm not a football draft expert, but I'm really high on him. You just got to get on the field. He's got this damn hamstring injury, but uh, we'll see. So, I mean, there are some possibilities that can work and I think the defense will be okay. But uh, if you just look at it from a roster perspective, He's always very negative on the Jets, so that's why I put him 32. They're not going to be the worst team for sure. They did win seven games last year. It was an easy schedule, but it was also – also, they didn't have Darnold for three games. The front half of the schedule was really hard, and they won something like what? I mean, what were they, like one and six, and then they finished seven and nine? So what is that, like six and six and three in the last – so six that's not the worst team in the NFL. You know what I mean? That's not the worst team in the NFL. That's not fair. They're not really worse than last year. I don't know how you make that argument. So – I mean, other than Adams, I guess they're best players. So that's a big deal. But still, I mean, and, and as uh, Harold said, Mays, well, one of you said, Mays really been stepping up. So, you know, I, but I think the schedule's tougher this year, but you can't call them the 32nd team in the league. That's not fair, I don't think. Well, what, what, are the, what was the, com- the composite ranking? Uh, overall, 28. Our listeners cumulatively have them at 27. Uh, no listener has them higher than 21. Everybody's between 21 and 31. And, uh, the listener's average is 27, Keeve is at 32, and I'm at 26. So I'm sort of right in the middle there also. By the way, I'm looking at the yeah, Jets' depth chart. I think chart. that's fair. Right? I think that's fair. I'm looking at the, the Jets' depth chart, and uh, QB2, it says Flacco, comma, Joe, Pup. And for a split second, I said, wait a second, Joe Pup, Flacco, his middle name is Pup? And then I realized he's on the POP list, but <laughs> I would yeah. have uh, really enjoyed um, that. Yeah, no, it's probably, they're, the back will probably end up being James Morgan because Flacco's injured going to the yeah. fourth round. Here's my question. Um, right. And, and I also, I think I was a little bit on, you know, wrong on this one also, if it turns out that Donald is not the, Q, uh, the answer, long-term answer for the Jets at QB, because I liked him more, definitely more than Baker Mayfield. I was down on Baker Mayfield. The, the three quarterbacks that I liked in that draft were, I thought Donald should have gone number one. And then I liked, unfortunately, uh, Josh Rosen, who has not worked out so well. But fortunately, I also did like Lamar Jackson a lot. So I'm, uh, I'm batting against one for three. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna list some other teams' quarterback situations, and you're gonna tell me would you rather be the Jets with Darnold and Morgan and and Joey mm-hmm. Pup, or would you rather be the other team? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna look like a maniac. Okay. I'm well, so we're like gonna start maniac. with one. Say, well, say the Chiefs first. For well, no, no, we're gonna start with one that a year ago I absolutely would have said the <laughs> yeah, Jets. That I absolutely would have said the Jets. Now, <laughs> I'm not sure you can say that really. Talking about Buffalo. The Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Yeah. We'll still take Allen sucks. We'll still take Darnold, even though we're probably wrong. I think Allen is a little overrated because of fantasy. He's a great fantasy quarterback. He gets a lot of yards of running, but if you look at him on a on a game to game basis as what he does for your team, I prefer Darnold personally. Okay. Yeah, Keith hates Josh Allen. I think he's better than Keith thinks, but definitely Darnold. Definitely. All right. So unanimous. And by the way, I think Bills fans would be unanimous the other way. Um, all yes, right, here's, here's, a, here's a controversial one, uh, but another interesting one. Stay in your division. Cam Newton, Jarrett Stidham, and Brian Hoyer, or Darnold, and whoever else they have behind him. David Fallis. David Fails. Yeah, no, but I like calling Fallis. Uh, I still go with Darnold just because I don't know if Cam is healthy. If Cam's healthy, they answer the Patriots. But a- yeah. Alex is cackling in the background because he's going to make us all look like fools now because we're going to pick Darnold over everybody. He's setting us up, guys. But is don't that it? Is it? So, consensus, you guys would rather have Darnold than the Patriots quarterbacks? Yeah, yeah. long-term, sure. Yes. Yeah. Right. Long-term, short-term, however you want to answer this. All right, so then uh, let's go to a guy I just mentioned, Josh Rosen, third string behind Tua and Ryan Fitzmagic in Miami. Well, just pick the best guy on. You know, we don't have to go through their third. Yeah. Well, no, because I, no, I. Well, I think for the Dolphins, it's important because two. Right, the Dolphins have Darnold and two in week one, but yeah. Yeah, so that's quarterback fair. room. Would you rather? I mean, have? I, I'll take Darnold because of two is an injury situation. Actually, right, so the best quarterback in the division. What are you complaining about? <laughs> maybe the whole. Maybe the whole conference. Listen, that's not you're laughing. That's not crazy to t- rather Dar- Darnold and Tua. I mean, that's not a crazy thing to say. Wait till I mean, I obviously Tua's ceiling is like a little higher just because we haven't At seen him play. Point. I think yeah, the, exactly. I think Dolphins fans are not like as psyched on Tua as I would have thought. Make do ask some more like uh, you know <laughs> some more. I mean, some, I, some I, more, I did not think know, that it was going to be a nine-zero vote uh, in the AFC East uh, in favor of Darnold. So I mean, <laughs> should I say the, the truth is the big question in New York is Darnold versus Daniel Jones, and I also don't think that's much of a contest. But mm-hmm. Giants fans will argue with you on that tooth and nail. Yeah, I'm on. I think I'm on the Darnold side on that one, but um, and I assume all of you are as well, right? I like. I, I think Daniel Jones looks pretty good too, but I'm. I mean, I have to be loyal to Darnold. On All right, let's look at some of the other young guys then. Uh, would you rather be Joe Burrow on the Bengals or would you rather have Darnold on the Jets? Burrow for sure. That's crazy. Yeah, Burrow. I mean, I mean, I, I think so, but I don't know. You guys are the ones who are the Darnold. You know, no, no, I mean, that's, that's why is it, I'm not going to say I'm not agreeing with you, but why is it so obvious? Burrow wasn't even going to be drafted. Before. All right, Jared, yeah, we're going to get roasted. arguably the greatest no, but, uh, ever for a college quarterback. That's why. Yeah, so did Ryan Leaf. Like, I'm, not, I'm saying we can't say a rookie. You can't say it's a, a rookie is unquestionably someone you rather have. You can't say that. If Darnold you, Mister, have to prove if Darnold, it. Alan. If Darnold was in the draft that just occurred. There is a zero. There is no team out of 32 that would have taken him ahead of Joe Burrow. Even though he, Joe Burrow is older than him this day. Joe Burrow is older than him right now. Darnold going into his third the Jets, season. The, if the Jets would have said. If the Jets had the opportunity to get the number three pick in the draft, if they threw Darnold back in the pool, by the way, the Jets would have taken that in a, in a second, I think. Because he probably still would have been on the board at three. Um, probably right. I'm just saying I don't think it's crazy. Guys, you guys would be. not rather have Darnold than Baker Mayfield, right? I don't – I'm not – Baker's season last year was not great. His first season, he looked good. Yes. Last year, he looked great. You guys have to remember, he has – like, we've been talking about this whole time. 
he has weapons. He has two uh, top NFL receivers to work with, along with an excellent running back duo. Yeah. What and look what and look what Darnold has. Listen, you, you uh, can yeah, make Alex, what, what, Baker Mayfield had a completion percentage under sixty last year, which is not acceptable in today's NFL. Uh, Baker Mayfield was ranked lower uh, by CQBR and also a number of other stats than Darnold was last. I was just going to ask that. Record. I was just going to ask that. And so I thought I thought that was true. Right. So so, so, so that's not yeah. So Darnold. Wait. So all three of you are taking Darnold <clears throat> over Baker. I am. I am. KV. Uh, it's close. I'd go Baker, but it's close. Mm, all right. Mr. Negativity. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. What about the Colts? Would you rather have Jacoby Brissett and Philip Rivers, or would you rather have Sam Darnold? Phil Rivers is going to be retired by. Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess if you're the January. Jets, you don't need a quarterback this year, so probably the answer yeah. is Darnold there. So that's fair. Um, what about Roth- Darnold over Brissett? You have Roethlisberger and Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges. It's an interesting question, just because Roethlisberger at this point is is really year to year for the rest of his career, as he's even said. Yeah, but um, are, the, are the Jets making the playoffs yeah. with Ross? Also, R- Rivers this was year? better than Roethlisberger last year. Obviously, Rivers was better than yeah. Roethlisberger in 2018. Rivers was better than Roethlisberger in 2017. So it's sort of funny that we're like, well, Rivers is done, but Roethlisberger, um, you know, Roethlisberger's last season he was better than Rivers yeah. was 2016. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, if you're the Jets, honestly, the, probably the right answer is you rather have Darnold because again, you're looking to the future. Um, all right, what about Gardner Minshew? Are we, are we going over 32 minutes for this episode, Alex? Oh, I'm going know. 96. We have I'm, trying to find a team, team. I'm trying to find a team whose quarterback situation is better than the Jets. I haven't found one. Yet. I guess there are none. It's crazy. <laughs> well, it's fewer, right, it's fewer yes than you no. thought, isn't it? Uh, yes or no? Would you rather – or uh, just give me a name. Dar- Darnold or Minshew? Who, do you, who would you rather have? Darnold. Darnold. All right. Drew Locke or Darnold? Darnold. Darnold. Derek Carr or Darnold? I- oh, come on. It's year three of, of phase three for, for Derek Carr. All right. Um, Justin Herbert, I assume you're all going to say Darnold. Darnold. Yeah. Come mm. on, Keith. Chime in. Don't be scared of the list. No, I agree. I agree. No, I'm with, I'm with you guys. I'll, I'll just... Kirk Cousins or Darnold? Uh, I'd say Cousins. But obviously, Darnold has a higher ceiling. Like, in theory. I mean, you Darnold have to take Cousins, but yeah, you have to take Cousins. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Teddy B. Uh, Darnold. Darnold. Boy, I don't. I still don't know if Teddy B can walk. Kyler Murray. Be, Hold on, you know, Kyler I'll, Murray. The truth no, is, no, def, definitely Kyler over there. Uh, what about Jared Goff? Ooh, uh, ooh, they're pretty Darnold. similar, honestly. I'd say I'd go Goff. Yeah, you got to go Goff. I think there. He's. I mean, two years ago he was. Great. Although I think if you if you gave Darnold to Sean yeah, McVay, he'd probably be looking better. Seriously, we'll be if looking... you gave Goff to Adam Gaze, he, Goff, he'd, he'd like maybe be a backup in the XFL. So who knows? He'd, he'd pee in his pants. Are you kidding? Remember when Goff as a rookie when he didn't have the system and everything like that? He's a pure product of the system. Not pure product mm-hmm. of the system, but. I'm very comfortable saying Donald over Goff. I have no problem with that. Mm, wow. So you guys have a top 10 quarterback. I don't know what you're complaining about. It doesn't, mean, no, it, doesn't mean he, it doesn't mean he's better than these guys. It means I would rather have him going forward yeah. than these guys. No, I understand what it means. All right. So this is what we're going to do. We might have to go over 32 minutes. We're going to play the schedule game. But uh, Keevy mentioned Adam Gase. So we talked about the Jets over under at seven. I want to ask a different question. What is the Adam Gase over under? How many wins does Adam Gase need this year to guarantee himself a year three? Keeve's good at this. Keeve, you take this. Uh, I'd say if they go 7-9 and nine, they would have topped their over-under, I think he gets fired, though. Really? Hold on a second. Yeah. So then oh. you're saying that Gase has no chance of uh, having a year three? Well, yeah, I don't they, think it's a po- They went 7-9 last year. I don't know why they can't go 8-8. Eight eight well, why? Because you have them as the 32nd ranked team in the league. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that just means they have no upside. Everybody's going to be 500 this year. It's amazing. 
It's like, Gee, what are you talking about? Everyone has a 20% chance of making the playoffs, all 32 teams. Okay. Or 15%. No, I mean, if, I, I, I don't agree with that. If you go 7, 9, or 8, or 8, I don't see how he's fired. I, I mean, we're talking about him having, like I said. All right, so Keeve set the over-under at 7.5. Uh, he has to go 500 to not get fired. Harold, what are you going to put it at? So my concern is his relationship with Joe Douglas because everyone seems yeah. to say they're close and I don't know what it will take for Joe Douglas to fire Gase who seemingly got Joe Douglas's job. Right. Uh, I think seven and nine, he's fine for sure. Uh, if he, even a six and 10 where they look good because they do have a hard schedule, uh, I think he could be okay. Five, five and 11 or, or below, I think he gets the boot. So five and a half for you is uh, when they win with game six, uh, Gase celebrates because he has a job. I don't, I, not guaranteed, but I think he has a shot, at least a shot. Usually if you're six and 10 in year two after a seven and nine. All right, so you're going to say the over under six because six is a push. He might get fired. He it's might also not. tricky because the ownership, the ownership situation is probably going to change because Woody Johnson, for many reasons, is hopefully going to be out as the, the ambassador of the UK. One, even if Trump won another term uh usually you don't just stay in a job like that for eight years so i assume he'd come home too he it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus